All right, welcome back to another episode of Fog Dog and Bastin. Uh, we're coming at you today with a virtual episode, sadly. Uh, this is our first virtual episode where it's just the two of us over Zoom. Um, so hopefully it all works out pretty well. Um, I'm in England now. Bastin, you're still in America uh, preparing for nationals. How's everything going? Uh, talk us through it. It's going well. Like I'm just kind of starting to cut my mileage a little bit just in advance for this great nationals meet um, training's been going well, not really injured or anything. Um, pretty sore after gym, but that'll get better in a few days. So we're just getting ready. How about you? What are you up to? Yeah. Just on that. Did you, did you gym yesterday as well? I know you did a pretty filthy workout, but did you have gym as well? Yeah, I did after that, like later on in the day, like at 5 PM ish, but I worked out like in the morning. So it was, I was like well unrecovered by then, but still obviously Heard a little bit. <laughs> workout you had. We'll uh, follow following the footsteps of some of the some of the pros and keep it a big secret because you know keeping your training secret is the the new cool thing to do. Uh, it's actually on Strava if anyone wants to check it out. Isaac Baston. Um, but yeah, no good stuff. Yeah, I think you're you're looking like you're coming into some pretty good form going into nationals. Um, yeah, for me, I'm back in England. Got back three days ago uh and i'm i actually just got back from a run and i did four by 120 meters uh quicker first time running quick in a month um i ran i i literally i doubled today i did five miles this morning and then like three three and a half this afternoon with strides um and i'm hoping tomorrow that i can get a little bit of a workout in uh nothing nothing big but just kind of i guess ease my way back into um workouts basically it's three weeks today um is the british 1500 champs and i still plan on racing um it's been not the ideal lead up but hopefully hopefully i can still race all right and see what happens maybe try and scrape into the final and um see how we go but it, it will all kind of depend on how the next three weeks go um but yeah, looking forward to it. I'm I'm potentially gonna race um in about 10 days from now, just try and shock the legs a little bit, get them back under me, and um yeah, just try and get ready to get back into race mode again. So we'll see. But overall going all right. Back in England, obviously, my NCAA season potentially career is done now. Um so yeah, fun, fun times. But um it's been Another hectic few weeks. Uh, conference was what three weeks ago, something like. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. Actually, yeah, I think I think it is three weeks ago. Um, you ran the fifteen hundred. Uh, reasonable field to be honest for for our conference. Um, the Missouri Valley, historically not one of the stronger ones, but you ran the fifteen hundred. Uh, talk us through it. Your your prelim, I guess first. Two, two prelims, wasn't it? Um, yeah, how did it go? Uh, it went well. Like, I mean, the prelim was kind of a jog. We ran, like, four minutes in the 1500, closing closing in, like, 54-ish. Like, but that's really just kind of what prelims are. Like, it's never usually that fast. But generally, once you get to the national level meets, it gets a little bit quicker. But when you're at the conference level, it's kind of just about getting there and closing hard. But... After making it to the final, 
I knew it was kind of like me and there were two other runners that kind of had a chance, like Jason Clayton from Loyola, who just broke four minutes actually in the mile. Good for him. Yeah. And then um Jay uh Jay Gillum from Illinois State, who's run 343, Clayton's run 342, and then I'd run 339 at the time. So I was a pretty heavy favorite. Like my PB was three seconds faster in the field. Like I knew I should have taken care of business. But um and then the final was kind of a jog, just like the prelim. We went out really slow. Um, and then kind of with 300 to go, I found myself in like fifth place, a little bit boxed in. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, I kind of got some work to do. So I got onto the outside and I just kind of started decking it, like sprinting it as fast as I could, using everything I had there. And luckily, it was enough to break both Clayton and Gillum, who held on for second and third. But so, yeah, I, I mean, I ended up taking care of business. It wasn't quite as comfortable as I wanted it to be, but even though I wouldn't call it a comfortable victory, like when there was like 30 to 40 meters left, I was able to kind of just like chill it out a little bit and get myself, save my legs really for regionals, which was this last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, you explained it pretty well. I, I was fairly confident in you, you winning that for sure. But I think, as you said, with like three or 400 to go, you, I think you had the lead maybe at the bell, but then a couple of people came around you. And then, I mean, you, you found yourself in not a great spot um, with 300 to go. Uh, but yeah, obviously came through, got the win. Closed in, what, 53-1 and eased up the last 30, 40 metres. So, um, yeah. quite, a, quite a solid run. Um, yeah, Jake Gillum, actually, funnily enough, was the pacer last night in that mile. Um where oh, cool. Clayton broke four. So, yeah, and, and Jack Anstey was in it. So, um, kind of like a, a conference reunion, Missouri Valley Conference down in St. Louis. How did, how did Anstey run? I didn't even check that out. He was second in 356.8 something. Um, uh, Paul Ryan won it. Um, Anstey second. Um, yeah pretty pretty solid day and another high schooler broke four so pretty pretty impressive stuff um to be honest though like outdoors told me run 356 like i mean it's good but like i feel like they're capable of more than that so do i yeah yeah i mean paul ryan yeah. um, he made the final last year outdoor didn't he in the 1500 and he ran yeah 337 outdoor i think yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. um but solid solid race um i think yeah good yeah so good stuff but um anyway moving on from that there's not been a whole lot after conference other than straight onto regionals pretty much so going into regionals um you were ranked right up there um really really strong field this year in the west um the east pretty strong as well but the east I think you can agree was more like top heavy. There was maybe three or four like standouts where the West is like 15 guys who all have a real shot. How, how are you feeling? Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was feeling pretty good. Um, like my training had been going really well. And like, I felt like my speed had been like finally tuned to my legs going into regionals. But man, like when, when the heat sheets came out, I was, I was really worried because just, wow. Like looking at my heat, I was like, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Like who does this? Yeah. Um, anyway, so in case you guys don't know how regionals works, uh, there is 
the top 48 people in the West, along with the top 48 people in the East, go on to regionals. And there's a West regionals and the East regionals, i.e. that's why there's 48 in both sides. So, and then the way regionals works is your first round of regionals, you'll cut from 48 guys to 24. So half the people will make the next round. And then in the regional final, that'll cut from 24 to 12. And the top 12 up from both the West and the East will go on to nationals to race, to race in Oregon, basically. Yeah. So, so in each really, region, four heats of 12 goes down to two finals of 12. And then from that 12 from each region, go on to nationals. Yeah. Yeah. Decent. So when there's, when there's four heats of 12, especially in the first round of regionals, you're hoping, all right, like, hopefully I'm racing against guys that most of which I can beat, like guys that I beat on a fairly daily basis, especially when you're going into regionals ranked. I mean, I was ranked ninth in the region, I think, but I, I think I'm faster than my PB was at the time, still is, I guess. But um, I, as soon as we got our heat sheets, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. In, in my heat was Reed Brown, who had just finished third in the indoor mile final. Me, who had just finished fifth in the indoor mile final. Crane Carosa, who had just finished seventh in the indoor mile final. And then Jack Urian, who was, was wasn't he? Tenth in the indoor mile final. He was an indoor mile yeah. final. He was in the indoor mile final. So literally 354. Four, yeah. Four, four guys that were in the indoor mile final were in my heat. And I'm looking at the heat sheet like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, whoever did this sucks. I hate them. But <laughs> did like, you, you have someone else as well who was not in the indoor mile final, but really strong. I can't remember who it was, but. Yeah, Foad Mesoli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, at the end of the day, like, well, looking back on it, probably wasn't in quite quite the form we maybe thought he was or wasn't quite the threat we thought he could be but looking at that yeah. it was like there's five guys in there top five go through and you you can't afford to make any mistakes like yeah in a regional prelim it should be you'd expect it if you're going in ranked ninth out of 48 you'd expect to get through your first round pretty comfortably um yeah but yeah looking at that prelim it was like wow this is not gonna be easy for you um yeah, with Jackson Sharp was in it as well, just like another guy that he's been really consistent. Yeah, yeah. Anchored Wisconsin's DMR at Nationals. I think they ended up third. Yeah, so just there, it was it was a really strong field for a regional prelim. It was kind of frustrating going into it for me because I thought I was going to be able to jog it. Um, I feel like I was. I ended up being able to jog it. It went out. It went out like pretty evenly split paces. Like we were running like 61s every lap kind of thing, 62s, and just kind of jogging along. And then the last lap we closed in like 53, 50, something like that. Like we always do really. But um, I ended up placing third in my prelim heat at regionals and top five people move on from your heat. So I got in pretty comfortably. I finished right behind Reed Brown, who is the guy that got third in internationals, and Craig Croza, who got seventh in internationals. They finished one, two. I was right behind them. And so, um, yeah, I made the regional final. And then kind of – so that first round was on Wednesday, and then the regional finals on Friday. So I had like a day and a half to recoup, but I knew like, man, 
I'm going to have to go out here and do it again. And it's probably going to be against just as good of a field because whoever makes these heats likes to screw me over. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> screw you over. They did. Um, yeah. The regional uh, final was even more ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. So it was, it, what they did basically was they combined all the qualifiers from my heat with all the qualifiers from another heat of the four. One and two, wasn't it? They put heat one and two together pretty much and swapped the time qualifiers. Yeah. And it was just, it was absolutely ridiculous. I ended up racing. It was me, Carosa, Reed Brown, and then John Lewis, Joe Wascom. Jonathan, Joe Wascom, Cathal Doyle, like Nathan Green who's running really well. And it was like, yeah. what the, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Probably what, eight, eight guys out of the 12 who you would say are genuine threats. And I mean, the other three or four or five, like who you wouldn't count in that kind of top list are really, really good as well. And on any given day, they could, you know, pull something yeah. out and, and get through. So guys, I, again, like Sharp and Zach Stallings, like you never yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really strong field. Um, I was lucky enough to tag along for the regional strip. The video will be coming out on the Fog Dog exclusive very soon. Um, I'm still kind of, I'm being a little bit lazy at the moment. I'm working my way through editing. But um, yeah, uh, I remember when when that heat sheet came out. It was it was the Wednesday night, the day of your prelim. Um, and I I just thought because we were obviously we were rooming together. Um, more to come on the Fog Dog exclusive very soon. Um, but I thought, uh, I remember from last year, I think the, the final heat list came out on the day as in the night of our prelims. So I thought I'll have a look. And I, I looked and said, oh, they've come out. <laughs> this is pretty strong. <laughs> and you were, you were pretty mad because it, it's just like, I don't know, all of the, all of the finals, well, both of the finals obviously are strong. Um, both are the finals are pretty strong. Um, <laughs> But, but like yours seem to be, yeah, really, really pretty strong. But I mean, obviously, most people will know you, you got the job done. Um, yeah, I guess talk us through it. Were you pretty nervous for the final? More nervous than the prelim? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was so nervous because this, the, the regional final is like the most important one, especially when you're a guy that's like projected to, when you're a guy that just got fifth in indoor, you're projected to make nationals. Like this is something that like, Oh, like I have to take care of business, but, and like everyone expects me to take care of business, but man, it's not easy. Like no. I think people, people just like look online. They're like, Oh, he made nationals. Of course he did. Like he always does. But like, man, that field is ridiculous. Like it's so hard to get one of those spots. People really sleep on the difficulty of it. And yeah, going into the regional final, I was like, man, I, there's something I have to, like, I have to be in this top five. Like I have to be. Yeah. And, um, when, when the race started, it was kind of honestly, just like the prelim, like we, we ran similar splits. Like we're just kind of jogging along like 62s every lap. And I found myself again, I like to do this. I found myself in a really bad spot with 300, 400 to go. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like, I purposely do that. I, I don't even know what I'm trying to do anymore. I'm just kind of running. I do do it on purpose, but I wasn't I wasn't so sure this time. I, I was I was sat with our throwers. Um and yeah, we we saw the first heat go and I I had 
I mean, everyone kind of knew with Ryan Shope and that Foad in there, it would probably go quick, the first final. Um, and it yeah. did. It went out. They were like 42 through 300. Uh, I said to the throwers, yeah, this is going to be the quick one. Bastons is going to be an absolute jog. Um, yours, yep. they ended up running, what, 338, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. George Kirsch and Luke Hauser, 338-ish. Um, so it was a quick one. Um, and then yours, yeah, just straight away, just absolute jog fest, which for you, obviously, you can close hard, but it's like, it's not ideal, I don't think, because you know then the only five are going through from your yeah. final, because obviously it's top five from both are guaranteed, and then two go through on time. So the first heat, because they went quick, seven ended up going through, five from yours. When when the race got going and you knew that, you know, it was a jog, did, did you have a few nerves thinking like, I mean, obviously, you know, then that only five are going through. Does it does it make you a little bit more nervous, I guess, in the moment? Yeah, I, I was very nervous in the moment, but honestly, it, it I, I shouldn't have been really. It was just I was I was not tactically very smart that day. Like I, I kept making moves throughout the race. And I, I don't know. I I felt like I wanted to challenge myself and put myself in like a better position with a lap to go because I felt like I'd keep putting myself in terrible positions at 300 to go. And, but like my legs didn't want me to do that. So I would move up and then I would move all the way back and move up again. And I'd be like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just wasting energy moving up and back throughout the race when I should just be staying in the same spot and waiting for the lap to go. But, um, with, with one lap to go, when we hit the bell. I was in like eighth place of the 12 and I was like, man, I feel terrible. This is, this is <laughs> I, I thought for sure my season was over, but I was like, I'm just going to, I mean, I have to give it all I have now. Just one more, one last move and just see what happens. And I, again, like conference, I just kind of started sprinting then. And um, I ended up putting myself in that top five position with a hundred meters to go. And the top four had like been, we're like in a horizontal line. So yeah. I couldn't move around. So I did this awkward like sidestep with like 40 meters to go. It was, I don't know what I was doing. I did this awkward sidestep around Nathan Green, who was in fourth at the time, because I had thought I was in sixth, but I was in fifth. So I really could have just jogged it in behind that group of four and made it. But I was like, no, I'm going to step ahead of Green just in case. So I did like this sidestep, ran around Green, and then dipped in for fourth. And so, I, I mean, I got one of the spots, but it was, it was hectic, it was a crazy race and, um, and really good runners like Reed Brown, who'd gotten third in, in indoor and Crane Carrozza, who'd gotten seventh in indoor, just didn't make it. So it was the type of race that upsets happened, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, uh, yeah, I remember seeing you coming into the home straight. I guess with a lap to go, when you were in a pretty bad spot, the throwers who I was sitting with at the time, they were all like, all like they were a little bit nervous. They were pretty stressed because obviously, as a thrower, I guess you don't really understand a lot about running. But even if you do, you don't want to see yourself in a you know really pretty bad spot with a lap to go. Um, but don't worry, I was I was reassuring them. I said you'll get it done, and and you did. Um, which was really good to see. Uh, we got to give a little shout out, I think, to Jackson Sharp, first one out. 
um, two years in a row because last year, obviously, I scraped in in fifth. He was sixth. This year, oh. Nathan Green. Nathan Green ended up fifth. Jackson Sharp just yeah. in, in sixth. So, um, just missed out again. Um, yeah, I guess we were in the slow final last year. Um, you were in the slow final this year. And Jackson Sharp was in them both and just missed out both times. But, um, I mean, yeah, pretty solid season from him. Mentioning upsets, I think I, I'm going to struggle to think of all of them. But I think there were quite a few, to be honest, at regionals. Um, a few people kind of missing out who who should have gone through uh, in the East as well. So I think one of like the, uh, I guess he got through in the 10, but I think Charles Hicks is someone you would have predicted could do the double and get through in the five and the 10, got through in the 10, didn't get through in the five. Um, Drew Bosley from NAU was like eighth indoor in the 5K, I think. Didn't get through in the 5K. So it's cutthroat. It's, 48 guys goes down to 12 and it's if you're not at your absolute best and um you know if someone has a good day and you don't you're you're gonna miss out matt piamps in the east yes so cutthroat guys are on three jack salisbury 337 both of them missed out yeah Yeah, and matt amps is um if, if you haven't been following running for very long, Matt Plamps was a guy that Fogg and I were both a little bit nervous to race at Indoor Nationals. And then he got dead last in our prelim. And we yeah. were kind of shocked, like, how that happened. And he had a really good outdoor season again and then went to his East region and got destroyed in the prelim and didn't make it. So that's the guy that, man, I'm starting to wonder if it's pressure that's his problem or I, I don't really know what's going on with him, but um, – could, could yeah. be bad luck. Maybe he had COVID or something before indoor and then an injury outdoor or I don't know. <laughs> but uh maybe he had like maybe he had his appendix out or something. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stranger things have happened. But um yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm sure he'll be back. I don't know if he's got another year. Uh, I think he does. Well, he's probably a freshman knowing the NCAA, but um Yeah, but... he's probably a forty two year old freshman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but um, anyway, that's that's kind of like the national stuff. I got through. That's kind of what's going on with me right now. Fog. Um, now that you're kind of done with the NCAA, tell everyone what you're up to. Like, what trending's been like. Like, what, just like kind of what your mindset is going into the summer and going into the next year. Yeah. So um, you mentioned someone having their appendix out. Funnily enough, I actually did four weeks today. Um, believe it or not, time kind of flies. It's four weeks to this day. Um. Right now, four weeks ago, obviously, I was in America and it's kind of midday there right now, I think. So I was in a little bit of pain. I'd just gone to the hospital and in about, I don't know, two hours uh, from now, four weeks ago, they told me it was uh, D-Day for my appendix and it was going to be taken out. So um, that kind of, I've said this a hundred times, but ended my season in the NCAA. Um, I came back to America three days ago um, after getting to travel to regionals and uh watch watch baston and the the team um including aziz our steepler and the throwers as well um anthony Baum, a hammer thrower from drake freshman uh technically through to nationals which is sick (laughs) drake um yeah and now i'm now i'm back in england so as i said at the start i just got back from a run did 
a few strides, which is my first time running quick in a month. Um, so it's slow going, pretty pretty slow progress, but um, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, still a tiny bit sore when I'm running, and I felt it a little bit on the strides. I've just got to be careful still with healing from the appendix. You can risk doing some damage if you overdo it too quickly, um, kind of too hard too early. Um, but I'd say overall, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm as, I'm as good as I could be, I think, four weeks post-appendix surgery. Um, planning on having a little workout tomorrow and then briefly touch on it at the start. I, if all goes well, hopefully I'll run either an 800 or a 1500 in 11 days, probably. Um, just at a fairly... Ooh, maybe, maybe. Just at a fairly Ooh. low meet. Um, just to literally give my legs a bit of a shock and um, like get used to that racing feeling again, whether it's an 800 or a 1500 or nothing remains to be seen. Um, I'm going to try working out tomorrow, just something super easy. Well, hopefully it will be easy. Six weeks ago, it would have been, I would have laughed at it. Um, but uh, that's, that's my plan. Um, and yeah, hopefully an 800 or a 1500 in about, 11 days from now see how we go and then another 10 days after that is the british champs 1500 prelims the heats um they'll be stacked josh kerr jake wyman jake haywood all olympic finalists three, three. Adam yeah yeah true me in there um <laughs> the the four big dogs kerr haywood whiteman and fog um so um yeah, they they all made the Olympic final. So it's and then there's so many others as well who are really running pretty well right now. So it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to even make the final. If I if I make the final, I'll be very, very happy. Um, just kind of based on where I'm at right now. Um, but who knows? I mean, I only actually had a couple of weeks properly off running and I I still don't feel great running at the moment, but I'm sure I can't have lost too too much. Um so I've got three weeks and hopefully I can make those three weeks count and maybe be in decent form. That's, that's the plan. Um, get in decent shape and try and run as well as I can. So we'll, we'll see. Um, three, three weeks from now, I'll have hopefully got through my heat. And then tomorrow, three weeks from now, I'll be British 1500 champ, 335. And I'll be on the plane, well, 334.99 on the plane to Eugene. So <laughs> World champs. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, wishful thinking. But uh, no, so going all right. Going all right. Um, and then even after the British champs, there's the chance to um, run a few meets in England and Europe. And then I uh, haven't really touched on it too much, but after this summer, hopefully we'll be coming back to America, all still a little bit up in the air. Um hopefully joining a group um still up in the air but that's the plan um i i feel like i'm quite a long way through the process but you just never know with these things i feel like it's um one of those things where i won't be able to feel confident fully on it until it's done you know so um we'll see yeah. exciting times though um yeah is it uh is it still the plan like abercrombie's running team Abercrombie and Fitch, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a new running team, yeah. Uh, 
get some yeah cool clothes with it as well perfect can't beat that um <laughs> yeah nah but but in general like i feel like I, I don't know how many people know this but like when you go pro you're you sign with uh, a brand like you get a shoe deal so like you could sign with like nike adidas under armor reebok right like they're yeah. they're a specific brand signed with and then you're like sponsored by that company and then you'll like join a group with other athletes sponsored by that company and you'll train together and race together and it's like one big happy family yeah it is so hopefully it will be um that's that's the dream i think everyone going through college like dreams of keeping it going after college and making well essentially making a, a bit of a living you're not ever going to be a millionaire unless you're Jakob or you're running really well but um you know hopefully hopefully that can that can work out and it can be a happy family where I join a group and yeah fun times um and I think yeah that if that does happen all I'll be doing is focusing on running um which is just so great for trying to actually get good at running if running's all you're focused on um I think you you should be doing pretty well at running so hopefully that's what happens and hopefully <laughs> the next couple of years who knows um i can get better and uh run run decently um yeah we'll see but if it all falls through i've got another year of drake so might might be seeing you in the fall bastion but um oh, probably, be nuts. probably not but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see anyway uh for yourself nationals in a week from now, you'll have had your prelim on Wednesday. Prelim is guaranteed. Obviously, you've qualified for nationals. That's five days from now, you've got your prelim. Um, and then a week from now is the final. So um, some, some big names, some big dogs in the NCAA. Um, pretty strong field. Uh, how, how are you feeling going in? Feeling pretty good. Um, Obviously, if you've watched some of these podcasts, I'm kind of a research-oriented guy. I like to like study this kind of crap. So um, I went back and looked at the last like three or four nationals to see if there's a trend on how they make the heats, and there's absolutely none. That's what I've really? learned. Um, wow. Yeah. So last year, last year in 2021, all they did was they went in the order of the West and the East prelim results and they switched the number two ranked guy, the number 10 ranked guy and the number 12 ranked guys. They just swapped them. And so fog, you were the 10th ranked guy. So you were in the East heat and you went along with the, the number two ranked guy went and raced the East guys. And like we were in separate heats, but I was racing basically the whole West Yeah, with an exception guys and you're racing the whole lease with the exception of three guys and so that was how it worked in 2021 wow. and then in 2020 there were eight guys in the east and eight guys in the west in both heats 2019 or, sorry 2019 2019 yeah there was no nationals 20 COVID. Yeah. but 2019 yeah there were eight guys in each so like completely different and then i went and looked at the year before that and it was like seven and five and i was like all right well there's no way there's <laughs> no, no way to know no way of predicting it yeah so even though yeah like you said there's no way of predicting it the heat sheet should come out on monday so i'll find out then and kind of just get to prepare for that but 
Um, going into it, I'll probably race more guys in the West than the East. Just that's just kind of like what usually happens. But um, there are definitely some big names in the East that I feel like I'll have to prepare for if I'll be racing against any of them. And yeah. they're kind of like four guys in my mind, at least that like I think of guys that have repeatedly either beat me or guys that have went on big hot streaks this year. Yeah. And um, really raced well at regionals. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so obviously there's Obviously, there's Garcia Romo, who's your defending indoor champ and hasn't lost many races this year. Yeah. Has he, he's, has he's, he lost outdoor? Yeah, he lost one race. He got, oh, to that Asahi guy from Carolina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, Garcia Romo, who's won indoor and has only lost one race outdoor, one SEC title in the 15 and just kind of looks unbeatable right now. Won both his prelim and his final regionals. He's definitely a guy that going into nationals, I, I want to get another chance against. Cause I think if I brace everything perfectly, I can beat him, yeah. but that's, that's, that's a guy who I'd say if I race him 10 times, he's going to beat me more than I beat him. So yeah. Um, that's a guy that I'd have to really get, have a really good day if I wanted to beat him. And, yeah. um, Stranger things have happened, you know. Haywood Magic. Uh yeah, no, I agree. He he's obviously in pretty good form. Um, and then we mentioned him briefly that Anas Asai, I think that's his name. Um yeah. don't know where he's from, but he, he goes to Carolina. Is it yeah, South, South Carolina? Carolina. Yeah. yeah, he um he's another interesting name that is also undefeated this outdoor season hasn't lost and he's the only guy that's beaten mario garcia romo yeah this year in the ncaa yeah but um he's he's another guy that won his prelim and then won his final at regionals and he was in top other heats obviously he never raced against romo because they both won yeah. both their prelims and their finals so those those are kind of the biggest two probably threats in the east mm-hmm. um and then after that there's obviously elliot kipsang who 333. has run 333 this year and is your NCAA national record holder in the in the 1500. In yeah. The fact that I'm saying he's the third biggest threat in East is kind of crazy, but <laughs> yeah. Um, he tends to. I mean, hopefully this hopefully doesn't happen. Never, you never cheer for people to do bad or anything, but he tends to not race as well towards the end of the year as he does yeah. in the beginning of the year. Yeah. And. I mean, not saying that that trend has necessarily came true again, but he did lose to Asai in both rounds at regionals. So yeah. you never know what kind of form he's in, but but I would say when he's in his best form, he's pretty much unbeatable. Yeah, very, very as, hard to beat. Yeah. As far as the instant play goes, like if he runs 333, nobody's going to beat him. Like no. he's going to win nationals. But yeah. um, I think all of us are kind of counting on the fact that he's probably not going to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. You'd hope. I I do know what you mean. Like, obviously, you can't predict anything. But um, looking at I guess indoor last year before nationals, he ran. I think he split like three fifty one or three fifty two in a DMR and looked pretty comfy doing it. And then obviously at nationals, he ran really really well indoor. Um, came second. Um, in an absolutely loaded national indoor mile final. Um, <laughs> so, um. Yeah, that that was really pretty good. But then outdoor, obviously, 
like like you mentioned, he he made the final and then oh well he he came fourth I think so he he ran well but um I do know what you mean like I would agree he's probably like the third biggest threat he has lost to Asai and Romo I mean at SECs he was I don't even know third fourth fifth in the fifteen hundred maybe yeah. second I I really don't know but I I know he didn't win um yeah. So he's hard to predict, but as you say, he's an incredible runner. And if he's in his best shape, he, he will win. Because 333, I yeah. don't think, I don't think Garcia Romo, I don't think Asai, like I don't, I don't think you're quite in that shape yet. I know you can run quicker than your PB, but I think 333 is incredible. And if he runs that, um, if he's in his best shape, yeah, pretty much impossible to be at this stage in the NCAA. But um, yeah. Definitely some big dogs. I'm looking forward to watching. It'll be the middle of the night here in England um, with six yeah. hours ahead of Central Time. Oh, wow. We're going to be eight hours ahead of Eugene. So it's going to be so late, but I'll get up. Yeah. Um, hopefully there'll be some dodgy YouTube live stream. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm relying on. That's what I'm banking on. Um, I think it'll be on ESPN Plus too, and I can give you my login for that if you want. Dude, I don't think it works here. Because in the past, like, when I've run, um, say it, I don't know, Nationals Indoor or whatever, um, I've sent the login of someone, I don't know, Jay or like Connor Viznik on the team um, yeah. to, to my parents back home. And it hasn't worked because you have to be in America for ESPN Plus to work for some reason. I'm sure there's a way around it, but I don't know yeah. that way. So dodgy YouTube live stream. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. yeah, so uh, those three guys are probably the biggest threats in the East. There's also Thomas Vanepin from Wake Forest, who got second to Romo in both the prelim and the final. Yeah. And he's he's been winning everything as well this year. He's been really, really good. So, so those – I mean, and then there's obviously Nick Dahl from Indoor. But, I mean, man, after, after those four or five guys, it gets – It drops off, doesn't it? It gets pretty slim in the East. Like there are names that I've never even heard of that yeah. got cues into yeah, yeah. internationals. So like, I mean, in, in the West, we probably don't have quite that that top end. I mean, we have guys like Jonathan Davis who won both the prelim and the final and has been winning everything. And yeah. then, um, I mean, you, yeah, I guess John like, Davis, you, Wascom, yeah, like it's Alza Kush. Adam like Spencer, it's yeah. everyone's really solid. Like, and I've I've probably missed out a few people there, but everyone's really solid, aren't they? Yeah, like they we, we don't have like guys in the East that have like won national titles or finished second or like that kind of stuff, like year after year. Like yeah. those those two guys have in the East and really those four guys are capable of doing, but but we have like we have literally all 12 of our qualifiers in the West. Like, man, we're all just really good. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. there's no, there's no drop off in the West. It's really consistent and everybody's really even, yeah. but in the East, it seems like there are, there are four to five guys that are capable of winning a championship and then guys that aren't going to get through. Yeah. I'd predict that more people will get through to the final from the West than the East, unless they put everyone from the West in one heat and everyone from the East in the other heat. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe for you, they'll add in. They'll, they'll take out a couple of guys. Uh, 
maybe the small cues from the West will get swapped and they'll put in Garcia, Romo and Asai into, into <laughs> your heat just to, just to mix it up. But I mean, they totally would do that. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't they be totally would. Like, yeah. I'm expecting that to happen. Yeah, yeah. It'll be really interesting. Do you fly out Sunday? So Friday, Friday today, you fly out Sunday? Yep, fly out in a couple of days. And um, oh by the way, I I did it just for fun. So if if they um if they have the same if they do the exact same thing they did last year, um they'll flip Jonathan Davis and Garcia Robo. Oh wow. <laughs> so it'll be like it'll be the West with Garcia Robo. <laughs> wow. And and maybe one or two others from and the, the tenant. Okay. Well. So, so that that would be okay. But yeah, having having Garcia Romo added kind of you would you would expect would take away one of those uh top is it top five as well? It is, isn't it? Yeah. They do top five, so yeah, you would yeah almost have to give him a spot in the final. Um yeah. who knows anything can happen, but Garcia wow. Romo is as big of a lock as there is in this yeah. to make final and yeah. i mean that yeah anything can happen but yeah for sure um but no that'll be good so fly out sunday probably heat sheets monday um yeah we'll watching and looking forward to it and then yeah so i feel like that's kind of it for the nationals preview um looking forward to that and then potentially still u.s trials on the cards a couple of weeks after Yep, I'm I'm not quite sure if so the way it works is the top 32 guys in the US in 1500 will get to go to the US trials and that's based solely off of your best time that you've run so your in PR year, or yeah yeah this yeah yeah reason yeah yep and um I've never been really a time trialer like my my time isn't I think I'm a little bit better than my time is so yeah unfortunately I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to US trials Obviously, I hope I'm in. I'm probably like on the cusp, like really close, like on the verge of making it. But um, if, if I run a PB at Nationals, I'll probably make trials pretty yeah. easily. But it just, I, I don't know yet if I'm going to make it. So if if I do make it, that'll be, I'll be back in Oregon in a couple of weeks after the, after a couple of weeks after Nationals to race at US trials to try to get a spot on the world's team. But I mean, that's a ridiculous feat. So <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, who knows? I, I wouldn't put it past you. All right. Stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you just never know. You, you put yourself in there. And yeah, if you're in there with 300 to go, you'll probably be in a pretty bad spot, I, I would imagine. But you find a way. <laughs> so, yeah. Probably, yeah. There's no way I'll be in a good spot. <laughs> I, I would never do that. But um, it it's kind of funny. It almost seems like it's, it'll it'll be harder for you to get a spot than me because england there's just like three really good guys and only yeah, three yeah. it's kind of like, like the east as in you yeah say kerr whiteman hayward are a step above the rest i mean there's like charlie grice i think he might have been injured charlie grice he's run 331 though in the past um or maybe even 330 1500 obviously um and then there's after that a whole bunch of guys who are 333 to 345 so it's it's loaded but i feel like those top three are pretty strong kerr obviously olympic medalist and then whiteman and hayward both olympic finalists from last year so yeah um 
I, I would assume they're all going to run and I would assume that they're all in pretty decent shape if they're running, but um, who knows? Anything can happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, if I end up on that world's team, I, I'm going to have an incredible next few weeks, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, yeah, hopefully I can just have a solid few weeks and um, run, run okay at the trials. Um, if I, if I get into the final, I'll be pretty happy. Um, Cause it's, it's loaded regardless. Like the heats are going to be pretty loaded. Um, I'll hopefully get into the final. And then after that, there's um, a good, a good hopefully few meets to to try and run quick and salvage a little bit of the back end of the season i i guess um yep. so we'll see but yeah it's oh, yeah. Fairly open in the u.s like hawker and centroids is out obviously like he for anyone who didn't see he tore his acl i think he just got surgery so he'll be out he said three months till he's back running i'm pretty sure on an acl like it's not going to be three months. Um, oh, the doctors told me four weeks to attend this, like, uh, and I was back jogging in two, but the doctors surely would tell him a year. Like, you can't be running on a surgery ACL in no. three months, I don't think. And, I mean, three months is after the season anyway. There's no way he's yeah. going to be back. Yeah. But as well, just to touch on it a little bit more, Centro out, Yard has been injured. Yard's had a strange year. I uh, feel a little bit bad for him, I guess. Incredible runner, ran 738 3K indoor. Yeah, he's disappeared. It's weird. Yeah. Um, Hawker, obviously, good form. Cooper's here if he runs Hawker. good form. Yeah. And then it's fairly open, to be honest. Yeah. Sure. After Hawker and after Hawker and Tier, if, if Tier even does it, mm. man, it's really open. And, yeah. like, I, I don't know, like, Angles, I don't know what he's doing, if he's even – like, I don't know if he's run. Angles, Angles is weird. Like, yeah, he won U.S. champs in 2019, and then just kind of hasn't done anything except for have a good looking mullet since then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't I, deny it. Yeah, I don't know what he's up to, but he's he's a guy that I would love to like. Yeah, like if it's up to me and him in the last 50, like good. I think I could. <laughs> yeah. Be, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for that third spot. No, I, I agree. So Dude, it could be it genuinely could be like Jonathan Davis. Yeah. Like he might be the biggest threat. Yeah. Yeah. After- he he'd probably have to run a qualifying time um for worlds because it's three thirty five flat. I know Hawker didn't have it last year, but I think because he won US trials and he won NCAAs and stuff, he got in on his world ranking. Davis yeah. might. I don't I don't know. You probably know more about that than me, but um I genuinely don't know. Um, Probably would have to run a qualifying time. So maybe maybe he, a national heat, national final could be quick. What, what would happen? What would happen? Let's say like if Hawker, Hawker and Tier go one, two, and then like someone like me gets third and my world rank doesn't get me in. Like what would they just bring two or would they like roll down just the next finisher who's run 334? I think, I think they would if someone's got a qualifying time. They would roll down because I think you would, unfortunately, just be like excluded. I don't, I don't know that for sure, but I think if if they yeah. have three people, obviously Hawker and Tier would be if they went one two, they'd be guaranteed. I think they would then go down and they'd fill the team, just yeah. because someone else has a qualifying time. Um, I yeah. think you would get priority though, and if you could get in on world ranking, 
obviously they take you, but then yeah. it's not. I would assume that they take a three thirty four guy who finished say fifth. Because yeah, I feel like, would, I feel like right? they should. Otherwise, that would that would be a little bit, a little does, bit harsh. Does, Maybe they don't. Does Angles have the standard? Uh, I know we did last year, but I don't think that rolls yeah. over. He ran three thirty three last year in Portland, I think. Um, has it anymore? Like I, I know, know he counts, yeah. And I don't think he's run anything this year that particularly well, anyway. Yeah. Wow. So, like I just think of guys that like might have the standard. I genuinely like, don't even know who would like be the favorite after Hawker and Tier. Like no, it's just a big drop off. There are, again, obviously, like like there would be, you'd expect it at a national level. There's quite a few guys who are good, really good. But like, oh, yeah. Like it's really, but yeah, just like yeah. Nobody on Hawker and Tears level. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a step above everyone else kind of thing. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I completely agree. Wow. Who but, knows? I've, I've kind of gone from thinking like you might not be into trials to you could be on that world's team. So, yeah. Extend it's that just, season. America's yeah. so weird right now, man. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Know, but yeah. We're, we're obviously getting ahead of ourselves. I barely made it in national. So we'll see what but... <laughs> about that. Know about that. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. No, good stuff. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of covered pretty much everything we had to had to talk about. Um yeah. is there anything else? Anything else we missed? Not really, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean your stomach's looking great. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 healing, <laughs> getting those abs back. Uh, yeah, be looking great with the maps ever- <laughs> soon. <laughs> did Did you shave your stash, by the way? Yeah, dude, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, did you? Dude, did you? I, I did it on accident. Really? On accident? In- As in you were you were shaving, and then you realized you got rid of it. Like like I was shaving my beard, and then like right when I finished, it's just like habit for me to go with yeah. the mustache, and yeah. then I shaved one strip, and I was like. Oh, I can't just like shave one strip. Yeah, out. yeah, no, yeah, so, for sure, dude. Yeah, I got back to England bad. and I just felt so filthy and pretty like <laughs> overweight. <laughs> so <laughs> having like a big neck beard. Uh, I mean, I had shaved the neck beard and kept the mo for a little bit, but dude, I just can't pull it off. I don't know, dude. I I don't think anyone can pull it off. To be honest, yeah. it's just like yeah, yeah, not terrible. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, but, but either way um yeah, that's probably it if you have any questions for us drop them in the comments but um and then we'll probably make another video after nationals yeah and, and then, talking about yeah if you got into u.s trials or not because straight after nationals yeah. fairly soon after you should you should know if you're in or not um yeah i'll definitely i'll yeah i'll surely know yeah. and then we can make another video after your British trials as well, just to talk about that one. But sick. When we're both yeah. on the when we're both on the team, we might as well just wait and do a, a live one in Eugene when we're there for worlds next month. So dude, yeah. if that happens, you guys better blow our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> that'd be sick. But um <laughs> no good stuff. All right. With that, yeah. uh, thank you everyone for watching um and listening, whatever you're on. Um and yeah, stay tuned. We'll see you in the next episode. Cool. Brilliant.